Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Work Alchemy podcast series on impact, talking with entrepreneurs and organizational leaders who contribute to building a more cooperative and positive future. I'm Ursula York, the host of this series. I'm a mentor to business people who want to have a positive effect on the world around them, building strong businesses by creating value for their clients team members, and the larger world. I am so passionate about sharing with you the stories of entrepreneurs and leaders who have impact. They're inspiring and energizing role models. I hope you use what you learn here to be inspired about what you can do in your business and beyond. For ongoing inspiration and support to get clear on your impact and put it into action, enter your name and email at workalchemy.com. Today's guest in this podcast series on impact is Bridget Boudreaux. Bridget is a master life coach and conscious business executive. She's currently serving as the digital CMO for Sounds True, a multimedia publishing company dedicated to disseminating spiritual wisdom. Bridget is completely stoked to support this mission. So welcome to the podcast, Bridget. I'm delighted to have this conversation with you. Thanks, Ursula. It's great to be here. So tell me a little bit, tell us about your story around how you came to where you are right now. And I know you have this really interesting mix of things that you're doing right now. So tell us a little bit about that just to start us off. Sure. Um, let's see how, well, how I came to be here. Uh, I'll tackle that one first. Um, for years, I worked in you know various corporate marketing jobs um, in internet marketing uh, for you know lots of different companies. Here, I live in Seattle in the Seattle area, and um, when <laughs> when uh, the internet first caught fire around the early two thousands, I I jumped out of the food co op that I was working for and. Uh, I, I was just so drawn to this uh, technology and even funny enough, just to email, you know, the fact that you could send somebody a, a letter instantly. Um, I sound like a pioneer, but <laughs> back in the day, it was a miracle. I know what you mean. It's very exciting. <laughs> it was a dang miracle. And, uh, you know, it, and it, it was a, it was a pioneering time and, uh, you know, I was so thrilled to to be a part of it, and um, it was great because nobody knew what they were doing, so you could change careers and you know get in on the ground floor. and um, And I really was just super passionate about um, you know the internet and being able to reach people that way. And I I just thought it was so extraordinary, and so I worked for a lot of different companies doing that, and then I kind of got sucked into the corporate Borg. Um, you know, the machine and, uh, you know, got pretty disenchanted and it took me a long time. Um, you know, I, I tried like, I'll, uh, have a high level leadership position. I'll be an individual contributor. I'll be a work on the vendor side. I'll work on the client side. I'll consult. I mean, I literally did every iteration of some kind of corporate job that I could do before I, I finally came to the realization that I'm just not supposed to be doing this kind of work in this way anymore. And that was in about 2007. Um, and at that time, then there was a new kind of industry that I saw that was taking off um, life coaching. And I actually, my last, one of my last jobs, I was having such a difficult time with my boss, um, the CEO, he was just really, riding me and I, I lost my power 
and all of that, I forgot who I was. And uh, I, I figured, you know, I don't need a, a psychologist to help. I don't need a therapist to help me. It didn't feel like that kind of a thing. And I had done some career counseling, you know, the sort of what color is your parachute kind of stuff. And, um, you know, you'll make a great lawyer or a great real estate agent. And I'm like, well, that's great, but that's not really what I wanted to do. Right. You know, it didn't, right. didn't speak to my, I, those assessments in back then didn't really speak to my heart in a way. And, um, so I hired this, this woman who was, uh, blogging on the internet cause blogging was a thing in 2007. And, uh, she had this blog uh, called Escape from Cubicle Nation, and uh, I think you know Pamela <laughs> Slim. I sure do. Yeah, and so I thought, I'm going to hire this woman. Like, that's what I want to do. I want to escape from the cube. And she really helped me to kind of shift some of my thinking around and helped me to see that actually everything I think is not um, factual or necessarily true, which kind of blew my mind. And, uh, so then I, long story short, I ended up training to be a life coach, started a life coaching business, um, did the whole entrepreneurial, you know, uh, fear and (laughs) challenge of building a, building a business yourself. I had no idea what I was getting into. And, um, it was, it was a huge challenge and, uh, challenge in a good sense of the word, like, uh, I could really sink my teeth into it, but I was, I was very much playing at my edge. Um, and so I did that. And, uh, along the way I ended up running the, the woman's company that I trained with. And that was a, that was a really wonderful six year run. Um, and in that process, so each time, um, I got a little piece of information, uh, you know, when I escaped from the cube, so to speak, I, I realized that freedom was one of my values, mm-hmm. you know, freedom, and flexibility, and also that I had to do something that connected to my heart. Um, and then as I trained as a coach, I realized that people and connecting with people and helping them and coaching them uh, was a was something that was really important to me. Um And then in that process, you know, kind of working by myself from home at a desk and working with most of my clients remotely, I, I, I had this realization that actually I I like to be a part of something bigger and to build something and that that's not a cop out. Um, you know, for a long time I thought, well, I should just build it myself and build my own empire and, you know, move forward from there. And Um, and I realized that, uh, it's actually not bad to want to help somebody else build something. Um, and so, so I kind of put that into my, my mix and, um, and then most recently, uh, I just came back around to, I, I actually want to be part of building something that's maybe even bigger that has more impact uh, which is how I ended up at Sounds True um, because they, uh, you know, they have a, a big reach and a and a and a big mission that really really appeals to me deeply. Also, I think um, having a challenge is really important. Even though every time I feel totally fearful, um, <laughs> I feel anxious, I feel stressed. I'm like, why did I do this to myself? Right. I just want to you know, live in a tiny house and grow vegetables. (laughs) Um, 
so uh, long story long, that's how I ended up here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so struck by your story and how you started off thinking, you know, I don't need a therapist here. What I what I'm really wanting is an environment where your values are honored. So having freedom, connecting with people, and also having a challenge. And you've really followed your inner voice, your intuition in order to do that. And I, uh, I, I agree. I think there's such pressure on people. We're, we're in a really, uh, we're in an age where being an entrepreneur is so, uh, it's kind of put on a pedestal and there are, I always say to people, if you feel called to it, then go for it and let me help you do that. But if, if you're not, it's okay. It doesn't mean that, um, there's, there's nothing to be done about that. It's just, uh, everyone has their way of contributing and having impact. And, and I think it's great that you've allowed yourself to recognize that this is a way right now, this is the way that you want to contribute and have impact. Yeah. And I think I would really love to convey that message to people because I agree. I think entrepreneurship has been held up to this pedestal and there was all this talk, you know, over the last few years of, you know, organizations are going to crumble and, um, and, and, and clearly we're, we're in a time of sea change in our world. Um, there is a lot happening and people are feeling very unstable, yeah. very anxious, um, my view on that now is I don't, I mean, maybe everything will crumble that could happen. Um, but I actually think that, um, that organizations also want to wake up, not all of them, but there are people are hungry in organizations for meaning. Um, they, I don't know that they quite, I don't think any of us quite know how to, we're all trying to figure out how to express that or how to live that or embody that. Mm -hmm. um, but now I feel like there, that some of us are going to go back into the organizations and help them transform. Um, and, and also that you can create, you don't have to just be an entrepreneur. I mean, there's the, don't limit the, your sense of possibilities, you know, keep, keep moving forward. So, you know, when I worked with coaches and training coaches, so many of them sort of land on, I'm going to be a coach, like, oh, they light up and their heart expands. And this is it. This is what I want to do. And then there's this model that's sort of like the therapy model where you hang out your shingle and you get your clients and you do your coaching packages. And that's one way. And what I want people to understand is that there are infinite ways to express yourself in the world. So don't, you know, keep your options open and keep exploring and keep collecting what matters to you, you know, where you want to have impact, the values that you have, um, and how you want to do that. And then it, 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 it's like it lights up the part of your brain that will help you find, you know, you're scanning your environment. And so as this data comes in to your psyche, it helps you see <laughs> out there in the world, you know, what matches what you want to do. But if you lock into it's this, it's that, it's mm -hmm. the other thing, you're going to miss the, the exact right thing for you. 
I think that's such a powerful message. And, you know, whatever kind of environment you choose to be in, that constant adjusting and really being open to what's in front of you and what you could be called to at that time. Um, I agree, like getting locked into something is really counterproductive and it limits the amount of impact that you can have. Even locked into something you love in that moment. Yeah. You know, it's like that can also be a trap. I mean, it, enjoy it, relish it, savor it. If you're like, this is it for me in this moment. Um, but yeah, every time I've just sort of locked into something and then it, um, it either doesn't work, uh, from the get go (laughs) or it doesn't work like it used to work. And then, you know, and then I, I, I feel defeated and I've seen so many people do that and then feel like they're losing or they're not succeeding because they're holding themselves up to some other, um, model of how to be, you know, they're looking out in the world and saying, well, I should be like that. Yeah. And if I'm not like that, I'm failing. And I'm saying, you know, (laughs) make your own way. I do believe that um, the people that are happiest and and most fulfilled are uh, blazing their own trail and, you know, breaking the rules of culture and breaking your own rules constantly. Yeah. Well, and maybe that's one of the gift uh, gifts of these times. And I, I haven't ever quite put it this way, but it's um, the the amount of turmoil that's going on, the amount of uncertainty. I think really calls us to be very aware that things shift and change constantly. And I think um, you know, I certainly can kind of get stuck in a mode of, well, you know what's happening out in the world is pretty stable. And, and that kind of translates itself into, well, I can kind of keep humming along in the way that I have been. Whereas, you know, when the, when there's so much shifting and changing going on, on a, you know, minute to minute almost basis, then we're kind of called to a higher level of awareness and maybe rethinking that. So just putting that out there. (laughs) I, I agree. I I think um, you know when um, when the big sea change happened last late last year. Let's just put it that way. Um, you know, before that, I realized I had had this this sort of um, boy. There's no other way to say it. Like hubris about uh, you know in my friend circle, we talked a lot about the coming of the new consciousness and this big change is coming and it's going to usher in, you know, I think we all thought it's going to usher in this amazing age of, I don't know what, you know, enlightenment. And, um, and then (laughs) the election happened and, um, and, and I'll say that in a way that it's not really about who you voted for. It's about, um, my experience of that time. Mm Um, you know, that, that happened. And I, I woke up the next day and, um, you know, I was, I was really shocked and and shattered. And, and I also realized pretty quickly, like, oh, this, this shattering of the way things used to be and of this new consciousness and everything that we thought, 
you know, prior being shaken up, like that's not going to happen to other people that don't get it, which was my hubris. It's happening to me. Like this is my experience of waking up to reality of my reality and the things that I thought, um, uh, you know, it, it was, I don't know how uh, any other way to say it other than it was for me. <laughs> and um, it, it's my shakeup and I need to examine my values and ha- what I'm contributing to the world, both positively and negatively. And how am I going to change that? And so, yes, I agree. I think um, this time is a huge personal wake up call. What do we stand for? Um, and, and for me, what do, what do we what do I oppose? Uh, what am I, um, you know, what am I willing to speak out against, uh, and, and act, you know, and, uh, what actions am I willing to take rather than just sort of my own, um, personal pursuits of the things that make me happy or make me feel spiritual. It's more, to me, it's more than personal. Uh, this is about us. It's not just about me. It's about we <laughs> and us. And and how do I how do I be a how do I be a contributing member of society in a way that per your podcast that has a, an impact. I love that you said that. That it's about it's about we. <laughs> That's such a uh, an important aspect of what I think is happening now that we're kind of being whatever your political affiliation or, or um, ideas may be, it's, it's really about we being called to awareness at least and for many people to action. And I think that is perhaps another gift. And uh, uh, as difficult as these times may be to navigate, there's – there's an opportunity to you, you mentioned examining your values. Have your have your values shifted as a result of of really looking at them closely with this kind of shattering of the way things used to be, as you put it? I don't I don't know that my values have shifted. I, that's an interesting question. I think I'm becoming clearer about what my values are and um and how important it is for me to really do my best to live in alignment with them. And um, trust me, I have not always, <laughs> you know, I, uh, there's always room for improvement on that front. I'm not putting my, I, you know, plenty of, <laughs> there's plenty of evidence out there that, that I have not always done that. But um you know, I, I try to do my best. And, um, and if I screw up, I guess one of my values is if I screw up, I, I really, um, I really try to do my best to, to make that right. Um, but no, I think it's just been a clarity of what's important to me. Um, and how do, and, and I still all the time I'm thinking, how do I live in accordance with my values? Like one of the things I really struggle with is, um, you know, there's so much suffering in the world. There's so much imbalance of wealth. Um, and, uh, and we're all striving, you know, so how do I, or I'm striving, you know, in a way, even though I'm doing work that I feel like is really aligned, I'm kind of getting up and going to work in the morning and participating in the system. 
And I don't have an answer for this, you know? Um, so how does that jibe with, um, the, the suffering in the world and that I'm, you know, I, I want, I really value like disseminating spiritual wisdom and helping people wake up and, and, um, and, and selling people products, (laughs) you know? (laughs) So how does, how does that, how do I square all that up? And most times I can square all that up pretty well, but I actually think it's a value that, that I want to grapple with those questions. I don't want to have easy answers. I don't want to have glib answers for people suffering in the world. I don't want to say, well, that's just their movie. You know, that's just, I mean, that just feels horrific to me. Um, you know, I want to, I don't want the suffering of the world to disable, to, to, um, disable me or to keep me, you know, to be so brought down. Although sometimes the suffering in the world does bring me down so much that I, I kind of can't go in that moment. But I also just don't want to be glib about it or just be like, well, I'm just gonna not focus on that and, you know, focus on my own joy. Like, I think there's a place for our own care, our own self care and our own joy. And, and, witnessing the joy of each moment and the joy of being. So again, it's like the me and the we, you know, they both have value. We have to take care of ourselves. We have to develop ourselves. Um, our, our, the, the more that we can wake up within ourselves, the, I do believe that that contributes positively to the world. And how do we love our neighbor? How do we, care for each other uh what's my responsibility to um other people uh and i i just i think those are all questions that are worth sitting with and grappling with i think they're such important questions because um you know when we're so inward focused and um you know you've talked about spirituality when people want to evolve in that way it can become very inward focused and i i agree it's it's this balancing or this harmony i guess between mm. between the me and the we as you put it um of of how do we care for ourselves and for each other and to me that's so integral in this message about impact that impact is it's more than purpose. It's more than mission because both of those can be very me focused. And I, I feel impact is really about, yes, what are you doing to fulfill yourself? But also, what are you doing that affects other people? And how can you be a positive influence? How can you make a positive contribution? And I'd love to hear you talk a bit about how you see your impact in your work and is that something that you consider as you're moving into uh, working in different areas, or is it something that's sort of part of what you what you do every day? Yes, I I think about my impact a lot, and sometimes maybe um, too much. You know, I, I love what you said about balance and harmony uh, because I think that's where it's at. You know, I can also 
go too much into um, how much impact am I having and am I helping enough because I'm kind of, um, I, I've just come to realize I, I, I'm kind of obsessed with, not upset, I'm really passionate about helping people. Um, and that, you know, that can, that can be depleting (laughs) and I can, and the shadow is I I can take on too much responsibility and then all of a sudden, so it's like how to be of service and also, um, oh, so my impact anyway, how to be of service, but also (laughs) trust that, uh, that, uh, other people have agency, like I don't need to fix it for Mm -hmm. them. Right. And that the universe has got all of us. So, um, I think, the impact that I want to have, I had this vision a, a long time ago and I don't usually have, it was just one, it was striking cause it was, it was, you know, like a movie in my mind and it was very clear and it hasn't gone away. I just had this vision of sort of people marching by me, almost like sold soldiers, you know, mm-hmm. and I, and as they marched along, I would just put, I would say, you know, here's your helmet, here's your pike, here's your helmet, here's your pike, here's your helmet, here's your pike. And, um, so it was, it, it was kind of a, a, a military vision, which I don't think is, but I was equipping people to go out and do their work in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I was helping them. And I do feel like that is my calling. And that's the impact that I want to have is to, is to help people in whatever way I can. So they feel ready to go do their work in the world. So whether that's, um, you know, being, uh, an executive and and helping my team, uh, to organize around a a common goal and to remove barriers, uh, for them, uh, in terms of the, the work that, that we all want to do and to create alignment and then a sense of excitement and a clarity of mission, you know, or whether it's sitting and coaching people or taking them on retreats and, um, helping them connect to what makes them feel alive inside of them and then watching them go out and have an impact in the world in whatever way. And I also think impact, like, um, sometimes we just make it, uh, such a big deal you know, we can sort of inflate anything. And I think everybody feels like they have this sense of purpose in them and the sense that they're supposed to be doing something. Um, and I think there's a bit of that, that that's a trap, uh, inside of us, because I think really what we're supposed to do here is be, (laughs) and from the place of, of being, um, I think our gifts are pretty naturally expressed. And I also think impact, um, you know, I, I actually love going out and working in my garden, which is like a recent thing and just going and pulling weeds and, um, caring for my environment and, uh, you know, connecting with the earth. And that's, that's an impact, you know, Mm -hmm. somebody caring for their child is having an impact in the world. There's, um, being kind, you know, as you're walking out in your neighborhood. So I think it would also be really good. I would love for people to have an expanded definition of impact. You know, I think just, uh, your energetic state as you enter, 
uh, into a situation has an impact. Um, so, I, yeah, it's interesting. I always, for me, that sense of purpose and uh, mission does, does drive me, but I try not to let it overly drive me, if yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, and I think you make such a valuable point. This is why I, when people say, well, what does impact mean exactly? I, I want it to include all of that, all of what you said. It's not just about social justice. It's not just about social enterprise in, as one direction people often go with that. It's, uh, you said it so beautifully about, uh, the way that you be, quote unquote, be in the world, that has impact too. The way that you interact with people, the way that you nurture your garden, the way that you um, raise your child, those are all, that's all impact. And um, so I, I really appreciate that you're looking at the full spectrum of that and, and seeing where you're Where's your time and energy going? Where is it? Is it all towards, you know, action, take action um, in that very deliberate way that we culturally tend to look at action? Um, or is it really about the full spectrum of how we are as well as what we're doing? And are, are there ways that you feel that your time and energy are best used in the context of that? Are there things that you've identified or is that something you explore on an ongoing basis? Um, say a little bit more about what you're... Where I'm going with that? Yeah, where you're going with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that uh, there's an intentional aspect to impact and... Uh, whether whether it's just how you choose to show up in the world um, or what you choose to actively do in order to um, move something forward. So, for example, showing up in the world is how do you choose to interact with the toll booth operator or the grocery store clerk or people in your family and your friends that's an ongoing way of how you show up in the world. And then there's a more active component of, okay, well, I want to have this impact. I want to reach a million people with this spiritual wisdom. And therefore, here's the path I'm going to take. Here are the things I'm going to do in order to accomplish that. How do you, how do you feel your time and energy is best used for the things that you want to have impact with, the ways you want to have impact? Does that make more sense? Yeah, I think actually, I think you you stated it really well. Like, I I think um, I I try to be mindful of my own energetic state and tend to that. Um, so for me, my own personal practice with uh, that kind of goes in conjunction with this latest iteration of my career. You know, this time it sounds true. My personal practice is. I want to transform my relationship with fear and anxiety um, because and stress because I create a lot of that for myself and I so um, so that's sort of the self internal component is and and what I've come to realize is that transforming that relationship is not about uh, eliminating 
fear, anxiety, um, and the stress that arises from that as a byproduct, it's really about coming into relationship with all of that inside of me. So meditation is big. Um, and I can watch myself like engage with fear and try to wrestle with it. And it's, this just happened this morning and it's really interesting because it just fires it up to like this huge degree. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and if I go into my team and I'm, and I'm super stressed and anxious, um, I'm not, then that's the, that's the energetic imprint that I'm bringing to the situation, you know, so that's, that's a big part of my job. <laughs> right. And, um, and then, yeah, you know, it's, it's envisioning, um, where I want to go, uh, you know, working with, uh, you know, the team to see what do we, what do we want to create and how are we going to do that and being willing to question assumptions and fundamentally rethink, uh, you know, the, the, the what and the how, uh, and along with the why and the when. (laughs) Right. Uh, And for me, I really have to be clear on the why. Um, If, if for me, tactics, uh, tactics without connection to the why and to the heart uh, don't mean anything to me. And I also don't, I actually, that's not an effective way of doing business. Mm-hmm. So whether uh, it's a, it's a more mental strategy, um, you know, which doesn't resonate for me, but uh, I may resonate for other people, you know, we're going to uh, grow our business by, 30% or whatever, like those kind of goals don't resonate for me at all. Um, without the, without the why and um, as and in even who, as in who you're going to impact, how you're going to do that. Is that, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, you know, we're, um, you know, one of the things that sounds true that we're playing around with is, um, we want to, be uh, people's guide on their spiritual journey and and help them. And so that really resonates for me. And then it, it starts to inform the strategy. You know, how how do we do that? How do we help people who want to learn to meditate or can't sleep at night or are having relationship troubles? Um, you know, and, and how do we meet them? And then that gets into, you know, um, what, when they land on the website, what experience do they have when they meet us on social media? You know, how do we, how do we start them down this road? And so the, the heart based vision starts to very quickly inform the tactical strategies. Well, you know, on the, on the website, we're going to need to redo it, you know, and we're going to need to, um, present these potential pathways to people in a way that makes sense and, you know, help, help move them uh, and then take all these myriad of products and services and podcasts and everything else that we have and, and present them in a way that, that helps and supports. So uh, and I don't know that I answered your question, but <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, uh, it's really interesting that you are, I mean, you're the chief marketing officer, digital chief marketing officer, and marketing is a realm that people really struggle with how they're going to have impact. And this is true for organizations as well as entrepreneurs. I mean, there are prescriptive ways that you can 
have the effect that you want to have, but so many people increasingly feel discomfort with those prescriptive ways that can be manipulative. They can be, um, you know, forcing people into or, or trying to create a sense of scarcity or lack or I'm not enough. And mm-hmm. for you to be mindful of that as and the why of, of how, why you're doing things, how has that affected how you approach marketing in your in that role? I talk, I think about that all the time and I talk with um, the team about we're holding this uh, sort of dynamic tension, um, you know, because uh, marketing in itself is interruptive, right? We're so... In what sense? Um, how do you mean that? Well, you know, you're sort of going about your business on Facebook or get, pulling mail out of your mailbox or browsing online or in your email box and, you know, boom, here comes a message or watching TV and boom, here comes a message, you know. Um, So to me, part of the dynamic tension on one side is, is marketing by nature, even, you know, you're a coach and you're, um, you're putting your work out in the world. So you're trying to grab somebody's attention, which in a way is, interrupting them mm-hmm. from something else that they're doing. Right. And I'm not saying that's a, it's, it's not a bad thing. It just is, you know, marketing is trying to get, to get somebody's attention. Now that's not an evil thing, mm-hmm. but, but that's part of it. Right. And so then, um, so you have this thing that's sort of interruptive by nature, um, that you're trying to do, you're trying to capture somebody's attention Um, but then I think on the other side of the, and, and you're right, there can be a lot of tactics for that, right? You can really grab somebody's attention with scarcity and fear. Mm -hmm. Um, you can really grab somebody's attention with a lot of messages, you know, so there, so that can be on the negative side. And then on the other side, it's like, how do you want to serve? You know, so if you're going to, if you're, um, a coach or a blogger, you know, you want to grab somebody's attention and then really deliver um, a beautifully written piece or something that is from your heart um, that is connecting to them. What we try to do at It Sounds True is deliver really amazing content that is well produced. And even if it's free, you know, a lot of stuff we do is like um, there's uh, there's an introductory portion that's free. And then if people want to continue, there's a, there's a paid piece, but we really try to make the free stuff, um, amazing and complete in and of itself. Um, so it's the, it's that dynamic tension of, um, using, uh, you know, outreach marketing tactics like the free to pay. That's, that's kind of a tactic, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But can you use that in a way that actually serves people where they're like, um, like we just did this self-acceptance summit with 30 different authors talking about all, you know, all different ways of just their take on self-acceptance. And um, all of that was free. And then if you wanted to, you know, in the live broadcast, and then if you want to keep it, you pay. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, that was something I just I wasn't, you know, I didn't make it, it kind of came in late, but I just felt so proud to be a part of that because, um, I, I felt like the way that we did it, 
really served people, mm-hmm. you know, you can, you don't have to pay for it. And then if you want to keep it, there's a way to do that too. But we're still disseminating wisdom to a lot of people. And I, and I really like that that's a regular conversation that we have about um, how do we serve, you know, and how do we, how do we keep the doors open as a business? Right. Right. Um, and so I think you the way to navigate that is to sort of hold that dynamic tension in yourself and, um, and work with it, you know, be aware of it and, and work with it and, and align with your values and do the best you can. I think on the other side of the equation, I, I worked with a lot of coaches that would, be new to the entrepreneurial space and and people would just have this sort of blanket marketing is evil. It's bad. Mm. Um, you know, I don't want to be a part of that. And, and now I think you're too far, you know, that, that is too far on the negative side of the dynamic tension. And so what you need to do is like define how, how you're going to express yourself in the world and how, how that works for you. But if you just make something evil then you don't have access to any of the brilliance. Like you could take some of those tactics and, and say, well, I like this part of it. This part is super useful to me. Mm-hmm. And this part isn't like, I don't like that part and I'm not going to do that part. And, and you're depriving people f- of whatever it is that you have to share the wisdom that you may have that would really resonate with someone by not marketing at all. You're not really, making it accessible to people in any way by taking that very um, extreme stance on one side. And I think any extreme stance um, removes you uh, from your creativity. Like uh, my friends lately, we've been talking a lot about um, discernment versus yeah, discernment versus judgment. Mm -hmm. So if you are judging anything, um, it, it, it removes you from your ability to discern and discernment is finer, (laughs) you know, discernment allows you to, to pick out the gold and and leave the rest. And if you're, if you're painting something with one brush, that's it. You know, I have a, a friend of mine who, um, is a coach, but also an, an artist. And, um, you know, I think this person had some pretty, struggles with that dynamic tension of marketing and I've seen how he now has found his way and used his discernment and the way that he markets is so fun and he's just created raving fans and (laughs) crazy demand for his products and um and it's so him you know and I um and I I I suspect, I think before he, he let his sort of strong opinions and his passion and his values, but, but he was in judgment. Um, and I don't, you know, and so it was really cool to watch him move into this more discerning place that opened up a lot more creativity for him. And I, I think it looks to me, at least on the outside, like a lot more fun. So that's kind of what I'm looking for, you know, is if I can stay creative, then you find these really fun ways to express your work and your passion in the world. 
I love that uh, use of the word discernment, and it really, it's a lot more work than simple judgment um, in a way, but it does open you up to this whole realm of creativity of ways you could do things that would be closed if you were just saying, well, that's not for me, and I'm, I'm totally not even going to enter the arena. And to be part of any kind of dialogue, you have to be in the arena, as Brene Brown puts it, and mm -hmm. to have some discernment around that and to choose what's right for you and to really make choices that are very conscious about what is right for you is, is all part of being able to engage that creativity. I love the way you put that. Is there... Uh, one of the things that I, I always ask people as a, you know, kind of a, a, a concluding way of, of being able to, to address a lot of the things that you've talked about, is there, is there one thing that you would share with people about what you've learned from your wide ranging experience of how would you what would you say to people if they said, well, how can I positively have impact? How can I reach out in a way that is really going to um, be a, a plus in the world? How, what would you say to them? I would say that um, whatever that direction is for you, you're, you're going to be afraid and if you if you sit around and wait for your fear to go away, um, you're never. That's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, learn. I think the learn to make. I mean, this sounds so trite, and I don't know that it's making friends with your fear. But all those trite sayings, you know, feel the fear and do it anyway. Um, make friends with your fear. Uh, for me, it's a, it's a really being with my fear, uh, but fear is a distraction. So what happens is, is you become fearful and then, um, you get all involved in trying to solve your fear and, um, and now you've been distracted from actually just moving forward mm -hmm. <laughs> to, you know, if you think I, 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 um, I have to not be afraid before I put this blog post out then you, um, or before I go for this job or whatever it is, then you have to do all this work around, you know, eliminating your fear when you could just say, I'm going to be with my fear. You know, I'm going to meditate. I'm going to talk to a friend. I'm going to have somebody hold my hand. Uh, I'm going to just know that I'm out of my comfort zone and I'm going to put it out there. And, and now you now you've just circumvented a lot of BS, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of painful uh, ruminating about fear and how it's holding you back. Yeah, and get support. You also, you know, you don't have to. When I say that you're going to be afraid, it, it you don't have to be alone and afraid in the in the depths. Get you know get the support that you need um, to. Uh, you know, because fear can be so debilitating. And so if you're feeling that way, you know, definitely uh, shore yourself up so that you get to a place where, you know, you're, uh, it, it's not so intense, but know that as you move forward, uh, and especially as you move into things that feel very much in alignment and having an impact, 
the fear is going to come up. I mean, that's just, just telling you that you're at, you're at the edge of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. That's just, that's going to happen. So I guess that's the, the big thing I would say is, you know, you're going to be afraid. It's okay. <laughs> well, uh, I think those are such true words. And I, I want to thank you, Bridget, for sharing what you have today. I think that hearing about your journey is so inspiring because you've really listened along the way to the various things that have been calling you and you've been willing to move in the direction of, you've been willing to move towards them. And um, I think that's a really powerful way to bring your impact into the world. So thank you so much for sharing your story and the things that you're, you're struggling with and the things that you've been able to do. So thank you for that. Oh, thank you. My pleasure to be to be here. Thank you for inviting me. My pleasure. And if if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to reach you? Uh, Just pop on over to my website, BridgetBoudreau.com. And um, the spelling, hopefully you can see on the podcast. (laughs) Yes, definitely. (laughs) And um, yeah, and uh, you can contact me there and read my blog posts and all that good stuff. Great. Well, thank you for the work you're doing in the world, Bridget. I really Mm. appreciate you and and what you're doing. Oh, thank you, Ursula. Same goes. (laughs) Thank you. So join us for more podcasts on impact. Subscribe to the Work Alchemy podcast channel on iTunes or Stitcher Radio so you'll be notified as soon as new podcasts are available. Thank you to everyone listening for being here. Until next time, to keep that positive flow of energy going in your business so you can have your own impact, join our community of entrepreneurs like you by entering your name and email at workalchemy.com.